there's always elements that are out of our control. So there's Absolutely. never another, if it's an easier step towards you have no control, an easier way to take it might be you're never in 100% control. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Which basically means you're not in control. Hello and welcome to the Mind Detox Podcast. Here, we're going to discover a new way to think, feel and heal while exploring our spiritual side. I'm your host, Sandy Newbigging, also known as the Mind Detox Monk, because, well, I'm a monk and a meditation teacher, and for the past 15 years or so, I've been working with people from around the world using a method that I accidentally created called Mind Detox. Mind Detox is all about curing the unconscious causes of physical, emotional or life issues. So stick around if something is going on in your body, emotions or life, and you don't know why. Because we'll be exploring the possible mind-based causes during this or an upcoming episode. As a monk who's written 12 books and meditate for thousands of hours, the topics of inner peace and living in the present moment will most likely be a thread that runs through many of our episodes. So stick around again if you want to stress less and be still more. This podcast includes highlights from my online club and academy meetings, expert interviews, guided meditations, and more. All so that you can cure the cause and master peace. For today's episode, I'm sharing a chit-chat with fellow monk and meditation teacher, Baga. We talk about how he overcame fear and worry to find a rock-solid inner peace and unconditional confidence. Stay tuned, because with everything going on in the world, I think you're going to love the part when we cover letting go of control and living with more courageous contentment. Hello, Baga. Hey, Sutradman. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you very much. Thank you so much for agreeing to have a chat with me. Um, pleasure. I find you really inspirational. I find you like inspirational because you're just this rock solid piece uh, so much of the time. Like it's very rare to see you uh, upset, worried, anxious. I mean, I can't even remember ever seeing any of that. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people would like to be a, in a similar way. So, you know, before we get into talking about what how people can do to experience a similar level of peace and stability and, and stuff, um, I'm pretty sure, like, all, like a lot of us, you weren't always like this, potentially. Um, so can you... <laughs> so do you mind just starting with a little bit of background as to where you started uh, and your journey towards uh, today? Absolutely. I'll keep it short because uh, the story is long. But honestly, what I, what I could sum up is since I was young, I knew there was a way of living life that it was not what I was being told. Yep. So somehow I always end up getting myself in trouble into looking for more, you know, whatever, whatever it is I could do. And it was different that I was told, I will try it, you know. And, and within that, I, I, I do discover at some point that, that, uh, that it was basically about not having any fear, you know. I, I started a journey when I was young with the shamans, with Indians. Just, to, just there I discovered that I didn't have to live my life with fear. And uh, 
that make the whole change, you know, because since that, I, I actually, everything that I approached, uh, business, uh, everything in my life was a success, you know, because I never approached it with any fear of, of losing it or not, or making it or not. I, I only just did and did and did and did. Mm-hmm. And I found it quite amazing. It was an amazing journey, but at some point I did find myself lost. You know, within everything that I was doing, I felt more far, far, far away from what I was actually wanted to experience in life, you know. And at some point in one of those trips to with the Indians, I said, this is enough. I light up a fire, I make some offers. I say, you know, I want to do what I came here to do. And and then uh, it happens by by grace, by magic, like I would love to say, because the only thing I needed to do was to actually let go of what is happening in my life. And and all of a sudden, everything started arranging into for me to experience more. I, I learned these incredible meditation techniques that I would never imagine myself learning techniques of meditation. But yet I discovered that, that, that I was looking for it on the very first moment. And then from that on, it just became freedom, you know, it became my choice to be free uh, and, and enjoy life fully. Wow. So let's rewind a little bit to what you started by saying, you know, you realize at one point you shouldn't live by fear. And then from, from that moment on, life opened up for you. Yep. But I, I'm really curious just briefly, like, so does that mean, are you telling me you were living in fear before? Absolutely. Like, without me noticing, it, it felt to me that it, I actually inherited that fear. Like, it's not, it was not so, so much that stuff happened in my life because I was not even afraid of it. I did have events in my life where I have car accidents. I, I was always pushing life to the limit, uh, mountain bike, uh, kayaking. And, uh, but I, but I, I have that fear that it was beyond my, even like my knowledge, you know, like I noticed I had fear to, to the ocean, but I didn't know why I never had an experience with that. Mm-hmm. Later I found out it was, it was my father's fear to the ocean. So mm-hmm. I, I realized that fear was totally the limitation on every aspect. So if I could go beyond that, that will be set me free, you know? And it didn't really work out like that exactly because then I, I didn't, I was not afraid, but I still was not choosing to be, I don't know, to be at peace, to be myself. I was still having this life on the outside, thinking that the more success, the more money, the more my business, the more power and the better. And it was not true. It was just getting further away from who I was. So tell me, you're, you're kind of alluding to the, the possibility. You, you, do you believe that you can inherit, inherit fear? Like you said it was your dad's. What, what do you mean by that? I actually, uh, now I'm pretty sure even as a, as a society, we inherited these beliefs that at some point they're actually from fear, no? So yeah, absolutely. My, my, my awareness of why I was uh, like my father, like cousin died with him. They were both swimming in the same ocean and a current took his cousin. And uh, so he had a lot of fear. Of course he had a lot of fear, right? But he never spoke that fear to us. And my mother loved the ocean. He will, she will show us to, to swim after the waves. But yet there was this anger from my father on the edge of the, the ocean and this fear that, you know, even that he was never expressed to us, I, I felt it and, and that stayed with me in, in my life, you know. So, 
someone listening to this could accidentally go into almost like feeling like a victim to that because it's happened outside this lifetime like it's i was born with this you know it's like happening to me kind of thing so what would you say to that person just in case that thought crosses their mind so they don't feel like a victim to this even if you can inherit things from even before this lifetime mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i i don't think uh, at all that i am a victim actually Every, everything that he has played out in my life, I'm very grateful for it. A lot of them, I'm not, I wouldn't choose them, but I know it's exactly what I needed to experience more, you know. At some point, I realized that actually fear, that, that feeling was, was actually a, a great gift because it will give me this, if, if I was just able to go beyond that little like constriction and do what I was afraid of it, it will, it will. It was just so easy, no? Or, or just actually to change my uh, my perception to gratitude, it will set me free. So I don't care how many fears I had, because each one of them was an opportunity to go beyond, you know. So wow, I, I'm hearing like a, it's almost a process or something that people can take away already from this, which is that fear and gratitude can't exist in the same space and, and the thing or victimhood and fear can't exist in the same space. So if you want to eradicate and reduce fear or sense of victimhood, then we need to practice gratitude. That sounds, uh, that sounds about right to me. Like my experience of fear actually is that uh, they're not even separated from love. Like love and fear are, are, are one of the same. The only thing is what, we have created in our life this, uh, this idea of having to protect ourselves. And, and that's the mechanism we have as fear, no? Like, actually, for me, the mind is like this. We hire a bodyguard. We, we have this incredible universe to play out. And you're like, well, you know what? I don't want to worry about anything. I'm going to hire this bodyguard. And a bodyguard doesn't look into a room and he's like, wow, what an amazing place. Oh, what an adventure here in the forest. You're always going to look for what is wrong to protect you. So that's the and job of the mind. So the job of the mind is amazing. And, and in, in the name of love, it creates this protection mechanism that is, is fear, you know? So actually, if you just see it as simple as that, for me, gratitude is definitely the doorway to, to, to go back to, to love. Instead of fear, to switch it to love. I love that. <clears throat> I love the fact you're, you kind of, you're, how you're talking about the mind being like a bodyguard and that's a really powerful analogy because you're right. When a bodyguard, a bodyguard look, walks into a room, they're looking for potential threats. Absolutely. And that's very much like how the mind is. When it looks into the, the room of your life or the future thing you might want to do or whatever, it will often fixate on the potential threats as opposed to the, the thrilling side of it or the beauty or the excitement. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. That's really cool. So two things that you talked about earlier. Um, I'm going to start with the first one. Um, you said to get to a point where you realized you, you just need to let go. Mm -hmm. Remember that you talked about, you actually need to let go and then let my life opened up. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah. You know, I, I had so much in my plate, you know, I, I had created a business. I had so much people, uh, like I felt responsible, like back in the day, I, yeah, I actually thought I was like, uh, I was a great person, you know, like every, every action I was doing, I thought it was for good and I wanted to heal humanity and uh, fix this, fix that and give jobs to do it in Mexico since you know, I was living in the States. And I had all these ideas that they all seem noble, mm -hmm. but I, I, 
I wanted freedom and peace for everybody while I was not experiencing it. So actually everything that I had created around that, it was not really, it was not really like going well, you know? <clears throat> so I needed to let go of that. I actually, I don't really think everybody needs to let go of whatever it is. Actually, you can find peace, you can find this freedom on every aspect of your life, exactly as it is. But for me, it was important because it, within that, there was also drugs involved, you know? It, it was, and I would call like, a, for me, power, is, it was like the biggest thing, like the biggest drug. I never realized, but power makes you change, you know? If you have uh, power, I, for me, the experience was that it, made, it didn't make me a good person, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me to actually be able to, to see what I needed to experience, I really needed to put that aside. So actually, I had a business in the States I, uh, with a friend. I, I was partnered with a guy. We had an amazing like building for concerts and stuff. And I just I just left behind. I, I never even went back. I went back a year later when I was experiencing freedom. Wow. And that's how it felt for me. That was, that was That's only my personal thing. That uh, for me to get out of the way, I needed to hang out with the people I wanted to hang out, you know? Yeah, it is important to surround yourself with people that are on a similar path or want similar things. Absolutely. So I think that's one of the things that drew me to being a monk myself as well, because it's uh, the community really helps. Have you found that the same? Absolutely. Like I, I, that's one of the biggest things. Not only I wanted that for everybody, but I thought I could do it by myself. Like, oh, I am, I am the hero. I am the warrior. And the reality is that, like, like that's. That's just not not what it is, you know. The the more, the better, the better the, together, you know. Way better together. The, now I actually don't even waste my time with like. Of course, I hang out with. I still I have my friends from the past, and I love to talk to them. But I don't waste my time. I don't have to behave in a certain way to to be part of that. And I rather do doing that. I hang out with people that is going towards the same place than I do. If I want freedom. I can go with the people that want freedom. You said something earlier about, you know, you wanted freedom and peace for the world, but you weren't actually experiencing any. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a very common, common situation that people might accidentally be in. Like they, they want the world to be at peace. They want the world to experience freedom. But at some level, they're kind of internally, they're in judgment, they're in resisting life. They are angry. They're frustrated that why isn't the world different and stuff. So what would you, what would you say to someone who might, listen to this and go, oh my God, yeah, I might actually be this person that wants the world to change and be more, more peace and freedom, but maybe I've not been doing much of the investment internal. Beautiful question, man. I, I, I totally agree with that. And the beautiful thing is that we are, we are giving beings. We are born uh, like to give. We are born to in, in perfect love and perfect way to give. And, uh, and that's, that's why we all naturally have that desire to give and heal humanity, but it can only start with you, you know? You can only actually start a journey with, with yourself. And then for me, what happened is like, for me experiencing freedom, uh, I actually start seeing freedom on every aspect of everything. I could see the freedom of the people that it was actually stressed by something that it seemed very important for them. I could see like, whoa, actually, your life is pretty good, but you, I understand you don't see it. You know what I mean? So by me experiencing that, I was able to uh, to see it in a lot more aspect, you know? 
And I actually will say about freedom, that was, that was the one thing I wanted the most when I was in my 20s. And I had not even idea what it was. For me now, freedom has changed totally, you know, and... Uh, so yeah. what, is the, what is your definition or... Uh, what's your definition of freedom these days? Yeah, for me, it's this uh, absolute state of contentment where, you know, I, 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 am, I am okay with what's happening. Like, even now on, on a time like this that we have a virus, it, it's quite amazing to see how the potential for the mind to move, oh, ooh, what am I going to do? Oh, how my loved ones are going to be? It's very normal, right? But, but within that, I can see that uh, it's very much easier to just stay present to what is actually happening right now. And none of my loved ones are, are nothing is happening. And, and whatever is going to happen, I have no control of it. So, you know, that's also a good one of letting go, let go of that control because actually I can do nothing. You know? Well, that, that's a pretty big uh, statement to make. Why do you know you don't have any control? Yeah, for me, it just uh, it's an experience of life. Everything that I believe to, like I have these conversations in my mind with somebody, or I'm gonna talk about this and that. I actually had it like uh, maybe half an hour ago, you know, because I had this uh, this opportunity to share with you. I have this idea of like, ooh, I never done this, and and then uh, the mind tries to recreate what we're gonna talk about, and actually. Is whatever time we have talked, there is nothing that I thought we, I could share with you that it has come up. You know what I mean? So in, in that regard, this is about this moment, but I see every time, everywhere in my life, the moments have been more successful, more more like, um, yeah, uh, it was when I actually was doing that, you know, of not, let, not having any control. I'll give you a good example. But to someone listening to this, I imagine it could be quite a scary prospect or something they even just wouldn't want to accept that they have no control. Absolutely. Um, I so, think that's the biggest. So how, how can someone be comfortable with no control? You know, yeah, a big statement to make. It's a big statement, but uh, it's actually very much easier than it's what it sounds, you know, because actually when you look in your own life, the most amazing moments of your life, you actually let go of control. So it's actually been everybody's experience, you know? The moment you were not thinking about it, you, you actually had an amazing moment, you know? I loved mountain biking when I was young, and it was because of that. The 20 minutes I was down, downhill, it was freedom. There was no my, my work, no my business, no my girlfriend, nothing was going on. Other than me, the bike, and the, the, the small downhill pad, you know? Amazing. And, and the way back was different. And if you're not the present, sorry. sorry, I said, and if you're not that present, then you're likely going to fall off. Oh, that's it. You know, like for me, one example that was great is there was this uh, little piece of the pad that there is a drop on both sides. One is like seven meters and the other one is five meters. And, uh, and, and it's fine. I've done it a hundred thousand times. You know, I go almost uh, four or five times at, uh, to the same pad, you know, after work. My bike is in the in the car and I go to the mountain, you know. Even I do it at night. So I've been through that so many times, years after years. And one day I have a really bad accident on the on the big side. Broke the skull, like broke my helmet. And uh, and by by that I realized like after that point, every time I went back, it was really hard to go to the same spot. You see, the my mind was trying to protect me. But I also was thinking about it before, how to do it. 
oh, I'm going to get there and not think about it. Oh, I'm going to get there and, and do this with the bike. Or whatever was going on, I realized, like, thinking about it, it was not doing it, you know? Mm. It's like thinking about chocolate or eating chocolate. It's a totally different experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> so are you saying that when you're not thinking, are you saying that that's a way that you could live all the time? Where you're not, like, where you're not like, you know, yeah, it seems like to me like an optimum state to be in. I mean, I know that from my experience, like I'm, that's my goal all the time. It's not to be thinking and to be completely tuned in, in, in the zone, so to speak, but in daily life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I truly believe that we were born like, like that and I experienced that myself. And, and to go back, it does require like a bit of consistency, you know? For me, it's very easy. I don't mind what the thought is. Like, uh, let's say the, the smell of a rose. I'm like, oh, roses. You know, the smell give me the thought. Mm -hmm. But what that thought triggers is like, my grandma that it was mean to us uh, had like this smell essence of roses. So then I have to go into this conversation and it gets me angry. And all this is just like, it was not needed. And I realized every conversation in my mind is just that, a conversation in my mind. I That's what I find. I find that if I'm not present, fully present, um, the life, you know, you can know what's happening, but you're not, it, it, there's always some sort of taintedness to it. Like it, there's some sort of like kind of, it's not so magical that I'm present. That's for sure. Absolutely. You know, there's a purity about the present moment. It's incredible for me. I will suggest that's the, actually the only way when, when we are living. When you are actually able to come back to this present moment, that's, that's, that's living life, that's freedom. So one, one of the things that pulls people out of the present moment is worry. Is worry, yeah? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, what, what do you have to say about worry? Well, I, I love sharing that with the, with the young students, you know, because for them it's very clear that when you're young, you're not to worry about anything, right? Like uh, if you're a student and you're going to university, you might be worried about uh, if you like a girl or not, or what you're going to talk to her or not. But the reality, what gives them stress is the exams. Because of course, they're in a university, they want to they wanna pass exams. And I always say, like, have you noticed how much you worry about an exam? It's like, yeah, all the time. And, uh, and I say, what does that have ever served? And they all, everybody that I ask this, they're like, nothing. And of course, we, we spend so much time thinking about a moment that is not had yet come, and, and, and it totally messes up with us, you know? It's, a, it's totally a waste of time. And, and to be worried, it's just a, just a face for fear. You know, you are, you're not uh, sure enough that you're gonna make it. So much easier just to spend that time in preparing for the exam, but like it goes the same with life, you know, like, uh, like I shared, like for now, what we experience now with this time, all humanity is, is kind of worried. You can feel it. You can see it in the faces in the street. You're, you're like, wow. Uh, but like the reality is that is not going to help anybody, you know, like to, to go back and see what is actually here and to go and look whether you're grateful for, for what is in this present moment will totally change the experience for everybody in these moments. That was going to be my next question, actually. So, like, if someone sat there um, knowing that they, they, they worry, you know, they struggle with worry, um, 
that's one thing. So we've got one thing for the list. So just repeat that again. What would you advise someone if they do know they're worrying to, to help them to stop worrying? Yeah, like for me, what happened if you're worried is that you have you are moving yourself into worst case scenario. We can go back to that like a, like the bodyguard that you hired is looking into what is the worst possibility I've got to be prepared. But the reality is like if you actually move your attention again to gratitude, to grateful for what is actually there, or what uh, the health you have, or or what do you, that you have a roof. If you start just looking into the things that you do have, you will realize that uh, actually so far not much has has changed. You know, other than there is a lot less pollution and like uh, there is also good things happening. So if you move your awareness to that, it will give you peace automatically. You know, and that's for me the biggest secret is to move your attention out of what is causing you that sorrow that suffering you know you know that's one of the things that you know our, our teacher showed me and also something i've really discovered strongly in my own path is that ultimately our 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 superpower comes from attention our ability to to put our attention where we want it to be um, what i observed before i got into this all this meditation things like that was that really i my attention was grabbed by whatever was grabbing it. You know, I had no, I had never realized my attention was important and it was just going all over the place. So a thought would arise and my attention would go to it. An emotion would arise, my attention would go to it. Someone would say something, my attention would go to it. It'd be whatever, an, an advert or a news headline, and my attention would just be sucked towards it. But I think, you know, you're talking about something really important here, uh, obviously, but you know, you are, because this skill to hone your attention and be able to direct your attention at will is really the doorway to freedom, in my opinion. What do you think absolutely. about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't imagine other other way, you know. And and for me, if you if you if you actually hear this and notice that that's the case, if you can just see how easy it is to move your attention to basically to the present moment, mm -hmm. you know, if you just, if you can just basically move your attention out of whatever it is, you, you're golden. You have the golden ticket because that's it. It is. It, it is. You know, I remember one of my more morbid motivations, uh, kind of dark motivations when I first got into this sort of stuff was I was at that point really into conspiracy theories. I was really scared of the world. Like everything was about to collapse in, in the next five minutes or five days. And, um, and, and I had this sense like, you know, I wanted to find freedom from like, if someone came and locked me up or, or whatever, like I'd be able to be free even in a prison cell or whatever, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. if you think about worst case scenarios, for the average person, it'd either be getting locked up, it might be um, running out of food, it could be not having any shelter, being homeless, you know, all these sorts of things, maybe a, a loved one leaving them or whatever. And so if you think about these core things that we tend to be scared of, um, the answer with all of these is if you can find the inner presence of peace and stillness and you're able to put your attention on that, then you could be peaceful irrespective of what's going on. You could be put in jail, but internally direct your attention on peace. Your person could leave you, but you, internally you could put your attention on peace. You could be under a bridge because you've lost your house, but internally you could be putting your attention on peace. Now I'm talking worst case scenarios here, obviously, but mm -hmm. I'm trying to emphasize a point here. Like this ability to move your attention and discover the presence of the present moment, which is peace, 
seems fundamental for living without fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I, I cannot not imagine there is other way. Like, that's it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, the other way would be to try to be changed in the external world all the time again. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Good, good luck with that one. Yeah. I've always, there's, this, there's this phenomenon I'd like to talk to you about because there's always this little doubt that can, that can, people can ask me this question. I'd love to ask you it. You say you have no control, but it does appear like you do. Let's be, you know, there's sometimes you say, I want this to happen and you go and make it happen. You know, or, you know, there seems to be, you know what I'm trying to say? Like there seems to be a degree of control there. So when you make this statement, like you have no control, but there can be an appearance of control. I'm curious if you have an answer to this. Um, what, what, how does that whole phenomenon work? Because it, sometimes it just looks like I'm in control. I've just picked up this phone. You know, I'm in control. So, you? <laughs> so that, that, that's the thing. So do you have any, yeah. I've got an answer that I can share, but I'm curious if you've got one. Yeah, like for me, it's more about um, the only thing I can control is where do I put my attention. And all of a sudden, I put my attention and I have water, you know. might might be a desire of this moment and I'll take water. You know, but the, the belief that I can control if uh, the water is going to drop from here to here is not really in, in my control what's going to happen in that journey, you know. What I do notice is like that we're amazing creators. And, and that's one of the things that happens, you know. We, we do have this, almost like it's a desire, like a desire for water, a desire to grab this phone and call somebody, or a desire to create an, a business. Whatever the desire is, it's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. The, the belief that you can control how that going to look is, is, is what is like a waste of time. You see, because if you if you know your next step is to create a website, that's awesome. Then you gotta figure out what how to create a website. You're gonna do a research. You're gonna do whatever it takes to do, you know that. But uh, to to figure it out by sitting here and trying out at first, I'm gonna do this and that and this. It's just a waste of time, you know. Like for me, it just doesn't work like that. And and utterly, we cannot like stop the magic by doing that. Because maybe you're right, you're still gonna get to the point, but you are missing that it was not about the destination, it was about the journey to get to that point. And, and for that, there is definitely like the only way to do is to let go of control. Because you cannot be present and be in control. So that's, a, that's actually maybe a tricky one to hear, you know, for everybody. I like, oh. <laughs> be present, you have to. When you're when you're fully present, you're the the mini me, the the mind, the ego, whatever you want to call it, it's just not in play. You know, um, life is almost moving through you at that point. Um, no, I, I love that. I mean, I love the fact that when you were saying you're not in control at that very moment, the video and the reception of the internet started going a bit dodgy my end, and you <laughs> and I was just like, there's a perfect example. You know, like it's like you know, thinking you're in control is you can sit down, you can plan a, a an interview, but there's always elements that are out of our control. So there's Absolutely. never another, if it's an easier step towards you have no control, an easier way to take it might be you're never in 100% control. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which basically means you're not in control. But if yeah. it's easier to understand, maybe having someone realize, actually, well, I can accept I'm not in 100% control. 
like I can do my best to control like what I say to someone, but I can't control how it's received. You know, I can I can drive along the road, drive, you know, controlling my steering wheel, but who knows what might happen in that journey or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can be going down that path on the on the mountain bike, you know, but sometimes something happens that is, you know. So you, I think that's a much easier way to put it. To be honest, if you can accept you're not in hundred percent control, which is much easier to like recognize and go, yeah, that, that I can see that, then ultimately you're you're gonna not resist things that happen out with your your intentions, expectations, ideas. You're gonna you're gonna drop resistance more, you're gonna drop attachment more, and you're gonna be willing to welcome what presents. Absolutely. And I think when we had a little chat before, you did talk a bit about how worry and welcoming life have something in common. I think, if I remember rightly, you said something in your message to me yesterday. Um, <laughs> is there a connection? Or I just made that up. Is there a connection between worrying less and welcoming life? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I, I, I remember when I was very young, I had this statement that I was just like, be as it may, you know? And, and, and that gave me so much freedom because you're not trying to change what it is. like. You, you, can, you can think you have control and you're right, you can control the steering wheel, but you cannot control the weather as much as we, get, we want. You, you, you plan your wedding uh, for a certain day that is supposed to be sunny and, and you know that day it might rain, you know, because we're not in control. And, and within that, uh, yeah, uh, be as it may, it's an amazing state to be. And I understand, like, the word sounds easy. It's a little bit of a... Like, maybe a journey to get into, yeah, really like not care what's happening and be content. But basically it's just what you shared before. It's just about coming back to the present moment. That set you up into, to a definitely be as it may. I don't even remember that phrase for a long time till now, you know? No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, so I'm going to, we're going to start pulling this to close. I think it's been pretty powerful and it's even worth another watch. If you've watched this all the way through, I would watch it again sometime because there's actually a lot in here about how to live without fear. Um, uh, an ant just walked across the front of the camera. Did you see I that? Thought, I something, you know, like we're not in control. Um, I don't even know where that came from. Um, that's so funny. So um, we're talking, uh, we didn't really have a, a plan for this. We, we mentioned maybe we'll talk about worry, but really it's, it's a, if I'm going to summarize this or put a tail to it, I think we're talking about, how to live without worry, how to live without fear. Um, and, and, the, and the answer is actually the opposite of what you might think. You know, if you're scared, then you might naturally want to move into more control, you know, which is often what happens. Um, but actually, you're saying, you know, respect that the mind is the bodyguard. It, it does, it just assume it's going to want to look for worst case scenarios, but withdraw your attention from that, place it on the present moment so you can actually show up fully. Yeah, absolutely. If if you don't know how to be present like that, then access it through gratitude. That's yeah. a, the fastest way. I would say that's an amazing tool to be grateful. Yeah, and you're basically and, I, and I, we can close up a little bit with. I, I I had this incredible example of it. You know, I used to do kayaking, like a river kayaking. And I realized like every time I tried to control it, like to go against the flock or, or sideways, it was a struggle. You know, the moment I let go of control and go 
I, I'm still with the, the, the paddle, right? But I go with the flow. If the, if the flow is going to the right, I go with the, with the flow, you know? And, and at the end, we all end up in the ocean. And, and the, the less you resist what was actually happening, the, the better the journey. You, you're going to make it anyways. Like, it, it's, it's, it's no other way. It's who you are. You know, to, to be that peace, that freedom is who you are. So don't, don't resist. And that's what I mean with no control, you know? I love it. I love it. I love the idea that you've still got a paddle, but you're tuning in to where life actually is, is going and you're, you're going with it. Absolutely. Awesome. I think awesome. that the more adaptable we are, the easier it gets. If you're easy, easy adaptable to what's happening, if you stop resisting, it's the same, same, but they say it different, mm. it's easier and easier. Beautiful, beautiful. Baga, it's been awesome. Absolutely yeah, awesome. You're awesome, man. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Um, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I feel complete. You feel complete? Fantastic, man. I'm very, very, very happy.